Best intro ever. Alright. Welcome, my beautiful baggers. We are your host, Oakliff Makes Eleven. Big Ego. And Watch TV. And welcome to PvP Mondays. These podcasts are here to hopefully be beneficial to increase your PvP skills. Hopefully. There are some still some players out there that have no hope, even with teaching. (laughs) (laughs) But we are here to hopefully make a difference. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, Wads, um, I believe you had some questions you wanted to have lined up. Yeah, for, you know, as a first episode, I thought it would be a good idea to go over, you know, just touch on the basics, how we all sort of improved and fell into enjoying PvP like we did. Now, I'm not as good as you guys, unless you count that 1v1 against Oak, where I mopped the floor with him. But, I was off that day. But we'll chalk that up. Even said that's not off. how I play. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, you guys have obviously played PvP, not just in Destiny, but in other games as well. Is there any kind of, like, backstory you can give about how you started in PvP and how you personally improved? Huh. Want to go first, Zeke? Um, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, for me, actually, it was, in the beginning, it was trial and error. You know, freaking spawn up into a match, whatever, and then um, take it step by step on that. You know, in the beginning, I, I'll admit it, I'll go negative, like, fuck, you know, 0.1 KD, 0.2 KD. It was frustrating. And it and it just takes later on um, some map awareness, honestly, for me. Uh, knowing where your team is at and being able to you know, kind of get an idea of which spawns are going to be flipping, which is not that hard to do. Because you know if you have your full team on one side of the map, you know, game logic is basically, okay, spawn the enemy team on the opposite side. Right. And um, just knowing that, even though you have one teammate, like, in their general spawn, they're still going to be spawning up in that area. So that pretty much gives you an idea of where to be focused on for me, you know. And knowing what weapon styles to use for certain maps, if it's a good mid-range map, you know, you want to use anything from, like, a good scout, a good pulse, or whatever. Something that gives you some range. But um, it's just... You know, getting to know each map, getting to know you know your own play style is basically key. Yeah. And then being able to adapt to it, and then uh, kind of like evolve your style of play. Try to find in, tune in what what you do best with, and the stuff you're more comfortable with. Yeah. 
That's not that's how, you know, what I think, but uh, Oak might think a little bit different. You never know. <laughs> All right, Oak, what do you got? Well, for me, it goes with the whole map awareness and gun skill comes later on. As long as you can get that map awareness down, know where your teammates are at, you'll do fine. With me, I started off um, uh, doing PvP in uh, like Call of Duty. I had always played them from Call of Duty 2, Big Red 1, my absolute favorite, up to Black Ops 3, because Infinite AIDS is AIDS. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it keeps But from Black Ops, it is, it is, I couldn't get past the beta. That's bad. But, um, <clears throat> from Black Ops 2 up to, technically, Advanced Warfare, I did do a couple wager matches in, uh, Black Ops 3, but it was mainly, like, singles. Yeah. <clears throat> but from Black Ops 2 to Advanced Warfare, I have been jumping from team to team doing competitive matches. I, I said, Bucky, I'm going to go shoot for the stars. MLG was having their uh, one of their uh, semifinals or championships here in Dallas in 2012. And they had, uh, I want to say, around 100 to 200 open spots for teams. So I just got a group of my friends and I just started from there. I'm like, I really like this shit. We actually got into the top 10. It was the top eight that ended up going to LA for the finals championship, going against Optic, Faye. Mm, uh, so fucking close. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, I like this. It's 4v4s, it's competitive, it's not just up something. Yeah. So from there, I kept my team going on. I ended up being a leader for one of the major teams now, for the net North American side, uh, Orbit. But uh, I became a field general, basically. And after a round or two, I love uh, Search and Destroy. Now take my Trials of Osiris, where it's 3v3 for Destiny. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. I became a field general. After a round or two, I know what the team's going to do. The other teams, what they're going to do, where they're going to be at. And regardless of what kind of first-person shooter you go into, always the same thing. People are unbelievably predictable if you're able to read their movement. Oh, yeah. But once you get that down, or even if you have someone like me or Sick that are amazing field generals, you'll have an easy time. The gun skill will just come. Gardens. Yeah, practice makes you can go into exactly. You can go into regular crucible, the six v sixes. But we advise people to do is to go into doubles and go into uh, rumble to increase your gun skill because there's nothing like a one v one battle that you're just constantly going to be put into. I like doubles because if you don't have a teammate going with you, we all know we can't rely on blueberries. <laughs> no, definitely not. So you're put. You're put into 1v1s, and the majority of the time, 1v1s. Right. So you need to know when to engage, when to get away, when to throw your grenade, to make space for you to try to get away. You need to learn how to utilize everything you have. 
regardless of how the other team will take it, I've gotten hate mail and I've been told oh, I have no gun skill because all I can do is get kills with trip mines. Uh, <laughs> I know that. I remember that too. Hashtag angry Englishman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you utilize everything you have. That I would throw the trip mine behind him because I knew he would not be able. After two shots on him, he'd back up and there's my trip mine. You left one shot just off the trip mine. Right. Well, if I get one shot on you, you're dead. If your gun skill is high enough, you know, you should have took the 1v1 on me. Right. And no. you should also be aware of what the enemy did to know that they just put exactly. a mine behind you. Don't back up. Map awareness. Exactly. Map awareness, knowing what to do, utilizing everything that you have in your arsenal. Pretty good tips. Mine was actually kind of the opposite because when I started playing Destiny it was the first first person shooter I've played multiplayer on online I mean I've always you know been over to a friend's house and played some friendly COD or whatever they had at the time Halo the popular ones but Destiny was the first one I got into myself without friends and it was an interesting experience, to say the least, because my whole year one career was mostly PvE, and then I really started getting Same. into PvE or uh, PvP. And when Trials first came about in Destiny, I think I had like a point three KD overall on my account, and when that was when I really decided I need to work on some stuff, I need to get better. So I did a little browsing around YouTube, you know, like, what's the best guns to use? What's the, what do I need to do to improve? And a lot of the basic tips that people were giving at the time were all on gun skill. Very few people mentioned map awareness. So I started out trying different guns, trying to figure out which ones I did best with. And that helped a little bit, but I kept finding myself in situations where like you had said, you know, someone put a trip mine behind me and I didn't think about it. I was getting shot, so I backed up and died by the trip mine. Or I was getting, you know, surrounded because I wasn't paying attention to my radar, nothing like that. Then that's when I really decided, okay, something's not right. What do I need to do? And then I looked up, uh, I don't remember who it was at the time but they stressed how important map awareness and movement was. And the best places to do that were Rumble, Skirmish, Doubles, Salvage, not so much. It is 3v3, and you do have to lock down a point, but you're not constantly on the move looking for or running from the enemy team. No, you're just camping. Yeah. Camping not to spawn. So... me going from a year one average of like 0.3, 0.4 at the highest maybe to my current now which is 1.1, 1.2 depending on the character that's a hell of an improvement Trials yeah, that is the best for me that is. But yeah that is I, once I really started working on running small team modes it doesn't always transfer over into big modes because you have to deal with so much on just the limited maps we have, which aren't that big. I mean, 12 people on a map like 
Sector 618 is hectic as fuck sometimes, especially for me. Oh, yeah. But Nothing but 12 combat. Oh, yeah. Map awareness is going to transfer no matter what mode you're in because you're always having to pay attention to your radar. If you're with a team, see where they're at. If you're, you know, free-for-all, watch your pings and try to stay off their radar and still get a pick. Or rush them and get that one you want. So map awareness is probably the biggest thing. And then, like you both have said, practice makes perfect. Practice your guns, figure out which ones you're more comfortable using on any given map, and that'll come later. And with Destiny 2, we're getting some UI changes that are also going to help a little bit with all the awareness. Like, the radar is going to be at a static distance, because I didn't know this, but apparently our radar now fluctuates depending on the activity around. Yeah, it does. I do. Yeah, it does. A lot. So that's interesting. I do like the, st- the fact that it's going to be a static distance. That way you always know, okay, well, I'm getting a ping here. That means they're this far away. <coughs> I don't remember the distance they said, but I think it was like 25, 30 meters, something like that. It, it depends if you're just running the regular radar and... Like what I do, I always run uh, Memory of Gillion. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Just because it's a lot more detailed and it basically tells you how close they are. A little difficult, so you know if you don't know how many meters or how the distance is, it's a little hard to know. But most of the time, even if you see not the middle of it highlighted, but the outer edge. circle that all red. Yeah, you see the little outer uh, range of it, and you can basically still go from there, like, okay, he's right behind this wall. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, that's going to help a lot, because now you're not going to have to worry about, you know, how far away they are. And memory of Gillian is great, not just for the map, but you also get third eye with every primary you use, so it's that extra built-in perk. Yes, sir. But (laughs) we're also getting locations put on our HUD, our UI, of where we're at on the current map, which is great. Now we no longer have, oh, well, he's over there next to the giant dildo in the middle of the map. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm going to kind of miss because some of the call-outs are crazy. And we'll probably still have those. All right, well, he's in this area next to the giant dildo. That way you know exactly where <laughs> we're at on the map he's at. And in the yeah, yeah. See, for for them adding that location <coughs> in the in the HUD, that's actually really good. Oh yeah, because yeah, for map callouts, especially when map callouts are you know key when it comes to like for example trials, which now is going to be called trials of the nine, I think it was. Yeah, um, it's going to help out a lot. You don't you don't have to be oh uh, R spawn A spawn. Now you know exactly the name of the location. Yeah, and that's going to help too because that's. I think if I remember seeing the UI right during some of the countdown gameplay, you only had a limited number of revives per round. So that's going to help, like, say, or, okay, there, we've got a bomb in, you know, the, the boardwalk. I don't know the names of any of the areas, but we got a bomb over in the boardwalk, but we've got two revives sitting over in the alley. And mm-hmm. they're giving, if you're with a team, they're most likely going to be giving you call-outs on who killed them if they're still up or what they can see. And okay, well, he, we've got 
this guy, he's running towards there, but he's over in this area. You've got time to get a revive, at least one, rush over there, and then the two of us can meet you coming pitching from the other side. So that's going to help a lot. Yeah. And it, like in the kill feeds as well, I've noticed it's going to tell you who pulled power ammo for what weapon and what area. That way you know, okay, well, the enemy pulled sniper ammo over in the boardwalk. You might need to keep my head down over there. And that power ammo has been pulled, so move on to a different area if you're looking for one. Yeah. The spawn rate for heavy ammo or power ammo, as they're calling it now, it's not that bad. You're looking at about a minute, minute 30. Something I think it's like a that. minute. I think it's a minute, too. Yeah. So that's currently what special spawns up in right now, I think. It's not 30 seconds, I think, for special now. It's no, so 1.30 right now. 1.30? So... That's actually still not that bad if you think about it. Yeah, because you're basically getting two primary weapons. Well, you're getting primary and, or kinetic and, and energy, I think, is the new secondary. But the energy yeah. weapon... Basically the elemental yeah. part of it. And that's going to do more damage to supers, which you don't have to match element for. It just doesn't, which is really nice considering most supers yeah. now that they've shown are roaming supers. And, All of them. <laughs> and then you've got two weapons to choose from. Plus you have the third weapon. You no longer have to worry about heavy. You've got your special weapon, basically, that we have now in your power ammo slot that spawns yeah. up every minute. So what's, what's your thoughts on that? I think that'll be useful considering they're taking most of the it kills out except for power ammo or detriment because we've still got that type of weapon in the crucible and it spawns up so often and only one person can get it per box. Hmm. I despise the change. I'll say it right. I despise it. I like <clears throat> being able to use my sniper. Even though I might not get it because I'm a little too far from the special box for me to get the job where I'm at. Hashtag icebreaker. You got your icebreaker. But even then, I like busting out my Event Horizon and my LDR. Gozen, Silver Budokai. Gozen. <laughs> yep, all of those. I love busting them out. Oh, God, yes. Tamarand. Oh, yeah, I mean. But, uh. But, yeah, I, I hate the change. Because now, instead of... Okay, you just got to deal with a couple snipers. You got to deal with that bastard-ass shotgunner. Now you got to deal with... Oh, shit, all right, he picked up uh, power ammo. He's either going to have a sniper, a fusion rifle, or, Lord forbid, a fucking grenade launcher or a rocket launcher. I think, but now it's actually gonna tell or let everybody know. Yeah, it, I think it will. But what? even then, you say you picked up power ammo and then somebody on the other team did. You're putting yeah. take us. We're huge snipers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now you're gonna put us up against people that have grenade launchers. launchers. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see how those are. Or somebody that lucky as hell and gets the dubious folly. Oh God, that gun was. <laughs> Yeah, but and I, and I gotta think about it now. Um, 
we're not set at 800 or I mean at 200 health. Now it's going to be set I think 250. Yeah, and weapons are going to be like less yeah. damaging. Yeah. Which I kind of. But don't like. get me wrong. There's still going to be people going into you know PVE, PVP, and then you know. Oh, Leon, get this sniper. It's a one-shot kill no matter what. Yeah, there's still going to be those probably. Get this. This is a two-shot Oh, that's sniper. always going to happen. Yep. But at the same time, now that we have the static holes, this gonna, they can tone down that one particular weapon instead of a whole type. But also... Yeah, but even then, that, that's, that's going to be yeah. a whole nerfing and buffing weapons. Now with these static rolls... It's, to me, it just seems like it's going to go from, alright, this gun needs to get nerfed. Alright, which one next needs to go nerfed? Right. Like, they're going to have to have a huge pool, pull from, of weapons if they're going to yep. go to the static roll. They're going to have to. Even if yep, they pull it put in even like now, for the guns. Because yep, even now, dude, I'm going to call it right now. Because I've been a fucking psychic these past <laughs> few days. Everything <laughs> dropping. The beta, when it was going to drop, when information for the beta was going to drop, on 2 for 2. Oh, Goddamn psychic. You can make it 3 for 3. Yeah. Alright, look. What they're going to do... Alright, fuck. I lost my kind of train of thought. My bad. Drinking a little bit. Alright. Uh... I'll be a son of a bitch. I really lost complete track of what I was going to say. Oh, my. What was that going on? Dude, I'm, t I'm fucking sorry, bro. Too many Bloody Marys. You're going on them static rolls yeah. of, you know, what's going to be nerfed, what's not going to be nerfed. And then how, if there's a gun that's overpowered, they're easily just going to nerf that one gun because there's no static rolls. Yep. You don't know. He's got no idea. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. Now I know. Because, uh, no, it wasn't even that. It was what a watch brought up. Um, uh, modifiers. Yeah, because I had heard that, I find that, that they might be doing something like that. Oh, they are. If you look at any gameplay, you see, and then I think it was... My name is Bife. I actually put a put some gameplay, and he specified on the modifier. He said, you know, there's, there's no guns on here that have modifiers right now. They haven't told us anything about them, but there's like a slot that says something about a modifier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Second prediction right now. Cosmetic. I hope not. Fucking ornaments. I mean, I like the ornaments, but if you're gonna make static rolls for weapons, ornaments are nice. But if you're gonna put a modifier, it should be like an attachment slot that you could increase, even if it's one-time use, increase the max size on this gun by X amount of percent. That way, it's not you know increase. Or for a specific type it should be like that. It should be, but the way I see it going is kind of how like what we have right now for not the weapons, but for what we have as players, sh like shaders. Yeah. That way you're not stuck with okay, you know, I got or right, cool, I got the ornament for touch of madness. I got the ornament for the necro. Now it's okay. I got the queen's uh, queen's web. For all the weapons, I got uh, bloody not. tampon one, God of War. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I hope not. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice, but I don't know. We'll see. But as far as the I power hope I'm level, wrong, but I have not been. Oh God, you better be wrong this time. Two for three. Hopefully you're wrong. <laughs> but uh, power ammo changes, I kind of like because it's it's not slow enough spawning for it to be a big issue. And it also seems like they're trying to put more of an emphasis on like primary gunplay, not just oh I got this sniper, I'm gonna camp out on this ledge out of out of the edge of the map that you know people can't really hit me from, but I can see everything <laughs> like we had a couple of days ago. Yeah. But you mean like damn near every day we play? Yeah, there's always <laughs> that one person. But I like the primary gunplay aspect more because you're actually going to see more skilled players that can use a gun in any given situation and move up on your flank and get those kills in. True. Yep. See, but then now you have, like you said, it rolling supers that are going to be pushing up even more. Yep. On people that are trying to camp, like you got the Dom Blade, who could throw these waves of fire from up above and everything. And he's got great movement in the air while he does it. Yeah, then you have the rushing Striker Titan, who could run around, shoulder charge, and fist of havoc about yeah. three, times. four times. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Arc Strider, who has fucking parkour abilities now. Fuck. Yeah. Not to mention the the other abilities that we still haven't seen, Night Stalker, um, if we get it, Hammer Soul, if they're gonna bring it back, um, Void Walker. I want to see Void. Well, Walker. Void Walker, they say they are bringing back. There's actually I think some video. On I that. I want to see what they're gonna do with with the hammers, because I am gonna main the Titan, and basically the Dawnblade is an upgraded hammers. Hammer of Soul, yeah, basically. Pretty much. I don't know. I'm still interested. It's, in it's what funny. It seems like it shifted if you think about it. Because self revs, you could run around, you throw grenades, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hammers, you were running around, throw your hammers. But now Dom Blade could move around and throw these fireballs. And the Stormcaller was the one that could roam around. And uh, electrocute people. Now you have the striker who's running around, shoulder charging, hammer, and and fucking fist of havoc in everywhere. It feels like it, it's they're shifting Seems in a way. Like yeah. Which you know not so, really a bad thing. Not a bad thing. So it, it just all we just gotta wait and see what what we have to look for and wait for. Yeah. Hopefully, um, I know from what I was reading that uh, we're only going to have six abilities in the beta, which is two, two, and two. Yeah, that might be when we see the Voidwalker, the other Warlock class. <coughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, as, as far as the classes go, I'm bummed that they're giving us just a group of abilities that we can choose from, because I did like the customization that we had. But at the same time, yeah. there's, like, I think Dado had said, there's not really a whole lot of different loadouts people use, so it's more like combining a group of, in- of abilities that work well together in one tree. 
and maybe we'll get some different ones yeah. in the future. Who knows? As long as they don't make us pay for the fucking third ability, yeah, like right. we did with uh, what was it, Taken King? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, Taken King. No. Yeah. It was yeah. so. I don't mind if later on you tell me, okay, the third ability won't be out, but it, once it's out, you know, it'll be given to everybody once it's out. Yeah. I don't want to be like, okay, I got to pay fucking 20 bucks or whatever, 14 bucks for the add-on, and that gets the third ability. Yeah. You, you got to buy the first Trials of with, uh, Osiris DLC so you can have the third <laughs> subtitle. Yeah. Like, no, no. Don't do us like don't do. You should know after three years, boo boo bungee. Don't do that. Yeah, especially you know. But what I would love, honestly, what I would love, if they bring in a third different ability, not well. The same three we have. Not the night stalker for a hunter, but a different ability, like not void related. I I didn't watch the video, but I've seen someone's title, and it could be just clickbait that there's might be a fourth subclass and a fourth character class coming out. I saw that. I saw that today. I didn't watch the video, but I saw that title. Well, I saw one where they were talking about that there's a fourth one, but they were referring to an image where I'm guessing it's a parade and you see the hunter's uh, emblem. You see the titan and the warlock right and then there was a fourth crest at the far right hmm. and they were saying oh this could be our fourth class but what ended up being is the crest for all three um all three classes so it's almost like a it's like a bigger crest with all three classes emblems in it that doesn't mean yeah. they won't be a fourth. Maybe it's multi-class. You never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. We just have I think to really some see. early video, early videos I saw, they wanted to bring up the fact. I mean, it was before we got all this information about D two, but they were referring to because of the fact that from the get go we knew we were going to lose the night. Yeah. Because we knew tower was going to be destroyed even before they came out and said it was going to be destroyed we all knew that was going to happen at some point i mean look at every enemy we've got yeah. <laughs> think about it why do you think they didn't give us extra oh, oh th- there we go i'm three for three actually i forgot i predicted that shit a d2 oh. i predicted the fucking cabal would come and destroy the tower yeah i remember like, it'd be the that. the imperial army i knew it's all right so you guys better fucking hope i'm three for four <laughs> We'll give you a 75% win rate. <laughs> 75%. <laughs> that but, uh, means you better be right on the next one, because if not, that means you'll be dropped down fucking to, like, what, 50? No, I'm 3 for 3 right now, so I'd be 75% yeah. if I am, I'm wrong about the ornament right. the uh, modifier. We'll see. But uh, they were referring to the fact that, you know, the tower is going to be destroyed, and whatever enemy was going to come and destroy it, it was, uh, we were going to lose the light because they were going to take the Traveler from us. So they were speculating something like, you know, we would actually go and dive into, dabble with the darkness. darkness. 
that our new subclasses would be us being able to handle the darkness. But I don't think we'll see any. But, you know, that'd be I'm fucking saying, cool. Because all I'm saying is, if you do go, if you don't go fucking hundred percent on your predictions, I'm calling it that. Once you, the first time you get the dubious folly, you gotta burn that shit. Yes. If you get if it. If I, if I, if I get, if I go below seventy-five percent, I will fucking burn my dubious folly. But not this and next one. I'm not saying one, once. I'm not saying once. You gotta burn it three times if you get it again. Ooh. That's gonna suck if we don't have <laughs> blueprint vendors. Yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I gotta be wrong. All right, no, let's do this. I, if I'm wrong two times in a row. Okay, two, I'll give you two. I'll For give you every two. time Okay, so this is... Oh, shit, you started thinking more. Once. If it's five, it's okay. five. No, I'll, mm. give, I'll give this. If he finds it once, he burns it. If he finds it again, he burns it one more time. The third one he gets to, he gets to keep. All right, yeah. That, that's if fair. I go two for two, if I go if I go well, zero for two on my predictions. Well, all right. Well, you've already got one made. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I've got to suck. Imagine if you're wrong later on. Fuck, and the first thing you get is like a dubious folly. Damn. I don't think we're gonna see any of the darkness though, because Luke Smith, it was either Luke or Deej, had said that they don't really know Luke. what the darkness is it was just this yeah they lost track of what what it was yeah so yeah that, that's what pissed off a lot of well, lore youtubers yeah but we may see it in a later DLC but at least to start with at the moment with everything they're sending us and the first two we probably won't see anything about the darkness more than likely because they're not referring to any of the enemies as darkness when we yeah. die, it's not the darkness has consumed you, it's your light has faded. Yeah. No. I think once we see the darkness, it might be probably by their second DLC, which is that uh, Asputin one. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the Osiris one, but you never know. Like, yeah, I'd say... He doubled in some weird shit and questioned everything the speaker told him about. He, he dabbled with a lot of vague, with a lot of vague shit, and that's actually where I was going with. Like, I can kind of understand what they're saying. You know, we really kind of lost track of what the darkness was as it was standing. They were just calling like every enemy we fought darkness. You know, the fallen, vags, taken. Cabal. Only things, yeah, the cabals. I would. There are only two enemies that actually consider the darkness, and they're not even well, technically three, but I'd say one, fucking um, Oryx, yeah, taking king. I'd say he'd be he'd be dark, not the hive. Well, because they are like their own like type of race from a different planet. Yeah, um, I'd yeah. say. Oryx because of everything that well, Orush, everything she did to become a he. Yeah. And then um, of course the Taken. And then the very well, the last major boss we fought in Vanilla Destiny, Blackheart. Mm. Those are the only enemies I'd actually consider dark. You know, when, not you know. When you say that, fallen or defects. When you say that, and you look back on it, did the black heart not look like it was taken? That's interesting. 
That I think it did. The uh, it, and the funny thing, funny thing is that you know there's that connection between the hive and then the vex because of what Crota did. Yeah. And a lot of vex invaded Crota's throne room, if I'm not mistaken. It was either Crota's or Oryx's at one time. It was Crota's. That's why Oryx banished him. Yep. And you say Alrush or whatever her name was. I don't think it would be her specifically, but like you said, it was what she did. Everything she, she did. Who she had seen in the pit of their world that the, what was it called, the Leviathan told them to turn back. There's nothing... I don't remember exactly what it was he said, but whatever was below them in the heart of their world, it gave them the worm. I think it was what they called it. Yep. Turned them into yep. what they were now. I like how we started out with PvP and now we're on lore. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I fucking love lore, dude. What do you, what do you, what do you think I'm quiet through all of this? Yeah. I, <laughs> that's why I like how supposedly they're going to bring the lore into the controls and the inter interactive world. Yeah. The stories they're going to tell. Yeah, because that's, that's one thing that has kept me in Destiny. I love the lore about everything. I'll actually sit there and, you know, read the Grimoire cards. I've read quite a few of them. Couple, but uh, Book of that's what's kept me other ones. than PvP. Oh, dude, that thing is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. But um, kind of been sidetracked. Um, next question, poor favor. <laughs> as we are the Subag Nation, and then like our intro says, the baggers. What? Why do we teabag? Why not? Exactly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a couple of situations where you really shouldn't, as old Jar Jar did, like out of rage, just because someone teabags you for no reason. You get bad. You rush uh, them, get a kill, and then you teabag. Well, if it's something like that, I mean, I don't, I do that. I don't do it out of rage. But happened to him, old Jar Jar, Arch life. Oops. Nope. <laughs> but uh. Oops. Uh, what what he did was that he'd get teabagged, he'd get owned by the dude constantly throughout the match, constantly get teabagged, and then finally got like the one kill on him, and he went all fast and furious, just yeah. fast and furious, jackrabbit bag on him. Into the jackrabbit bag. Yup. Yeah, that. But yeah, that's when you don't. And the only other time I would say not to. Unless you take this game way too fucking serious, and a lot of people do. But the only time I would really say don't teabag other than a fit of rage is... Unless it's like friendly sweats between your clan or some friends of yours that teabag, like we kind of do. Tournament settings. You know, ladders and MLG or actual tournaments that people hold themselves. That would probably be the best time not to teabag because it's a quote-unquote professional competitive setting? Mm, ladders, I'm going to steal a teabag because... <laughs> why not? Because I, you know... Well, not just why not, but the term I have uh, coined and I want to get... Uh, I want to get rights to it. <laughs> the uh, tactile bag. Oh, the pack bag. The tactical bag. The tactical tea bag. 
Yeah, because which is funny because actually Wads is that tactical bag on Arts. You know, <laughs> Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Yeah. Tournament, yeah. Yeah. That's always it's always fun to do. Why? Because you're getting in that one person. You're getting head. inside their head. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I you make why. the person mad. You get them off of their off of their game. Yeah. That's one thing that we specify when we're doing our classes. Do not play mad. No. Calm yourself down before you go into an engagement. Don't get furious and try to go at the guy because you're going to completely forget your whole game plan. Yeah. And you're just going to rush at him. Once you start you're not going to be smart about your gameplay. Once you start tilting, it's over. When you start tilting, yep. that's time to, all right, we'll go do some strikes, go chill out. Have log off and take a break for a few minutes if you have to. Yep. But yeah, definitely bad. don't play mad. And try not to get nope. mad when you play. That's nope. main thing. Rolling roll number one. Not play angry. <laughs> if you can make someone mad, you know, go ahead and do it. Do the tactical bag. Yeah, because yep. like we've said, you play mad, you're gonna get off your game. You start teabagging people and they get pissed off. Like the meme whoever it was posted, you know, I teabag people furiously to make them rush at me so I can teabag them again. <laughs> <laughs> and hate mail is always That's nice. That's just awful. Alright, well we're getting close to the end of our segments. What do you guys think of the new 4v4 modes? Because 6v6s are nice and all, but they get a little hectic sometimes and then you know, 3v3s, live trials is now, it can still get overwhelming, but do you think 4v4s will bring a balance to both? I love the most um, of that. I love it. <laughs> I like it too, but honestly, I would have preferred still having that ability of a 6v6, and then competitive play would have been 4v4. I think that's how they're doing it, is it not? My classic, no, classic no, classic no. Modes, like 4v4 control. is all around. Control and Clash, I think. Yeah, but it's still going to be 4v4. <coughs> mm, I'm going to argue with you on that point, but I'll have to look the video up again to be sure. But I think it was Control and Clash that they're bringing back forward, whatever you want to call it. It's still going to be mm -hmm. 6v6, but majority of everything else is 4s. Oh, and they're you're do supposed that, to just take our yeah. yeah, that's perfect, but damn it, you're supposed to take our word for it, goddammit. Hell right? no. <laughs> I know competitive at least but is all forty four. Well if they do go that route, that'd be perfect, because that's actually what me and Sick have been talking about that we would have liked to see happen instead. Yeah. Yep. Because just because you, you do like having you like having your your team of six and going in and pub stomping. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a tea bagging, but, you know, all in all. Oh, team team bagging. <laughs> yeah, team bagging. Dude, that's also why I like the term tactile bag. There's like no other term for the the tea bag that works so perfectly with it. Tactile bag. bag. Oh, no, I like six, six you know, it's bag. always good getting that tack bag and then getting that nice little crisp message at the end. Oh, yeah. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> what's left on the list? 
went over the UI changes. We went went over you know some of the basic stuff to really work on. And, and then we got a bonus on lore. Yeah, <laughs> slide that right in there. A little PVE with the yeah. PvP. I think the Side last thing. DMs. The last thing left on our list is. What do you guys see the future of Subag being? I know we're small now, but I've also been playing with you guys a bit to know that you have some kind of vision for the future of Subag. Yeah, we do. Um, right now, we are more dedicated into quality over quantity. We want to have a solid group we love playing with, everybody likes playing with, having fun, doing pub stomps, and doing everything what we can do. Right. Fucking shit. And, yeah, and... No drama. We do see ourselves growing, but for the, you know, better of the group, uh, we're just going to keep it small for now. Uh, we are going to be still trying to do some recruiting when D2 comes out, but I think with that we're going to be more um, strict Select. in a way. Select. Yeah. Select. So strict. On like who comes in and who will join the group. So strict is in like stats like other PvP clans do, or just general? Um, we are going to turn the four in, in some stats, and maybe. But our main thing is going to be how well you could play with, you know, the group. You know, by all, we're, you know, Oak and I, you, everybody knows. We're sometimes a bit of a douche when it comes to people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but when we do that, it's basically on enemy teams. We never try to be dicks or try to be douches to our own group. Yeah, at least not you know I mean? being serious. I know we all bullshit and talk shit. No, we all joke around. Everybody jokes oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah, we joke, but no, we're not. Well, we're not serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you come in and you know try to start shit with our group, then that's a whole different story. Hashtag on flaps. <laughs> nah, nah, fuck the hashtag. Uh, like I said in you know the last live stream we did, making sure she was actually watching. Yeah. Fuck you, JoJo <laughs> on flaps. Yeah, definitely don't need any people like that. We don't. No, we do not. And then. Like Six said, we, we will look at some stats. If you're like someone like her that has like no skill, has no ability to learn from our classes because she had been taking her classes ever since she got into the power lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I already named arts too, so. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. It's not like we're holding But, uh, uh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. we're. It, are we known to hold back, though? No, you're right. Mm, only, when it, only when it might but, cause more issues, but at the moment, I don't think it really matters. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, see, we, we know that, but people, other people think we don't hold back, and we just go, go all out. But, uh, yeah, balls deep. Thank you. Cabal um, deep. <laughs> and your mother's hive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. But, um... I mean, she had been taking those classes since she got in there. Mm. We have, I mean, ever since we, well, I became uh, an admin, 
we had been setting up these classes, and we've had a lot of people continue to return to the classes, and they have improved significantly. Like, yeah. Sign used to be a very low-tier type of player, and he'd get frustrated with himself on how he was playing. I remember those days. After taking a couple of our classes, one thing he got completely away from was getting down on himself because he was doing terribly. Yeah, that's something I After still... After he got away from that, he started, he started improving. He started taking those classes and taking what we were saying, and now we're not surprised that we'll see games that he plays in and he goes 2.5 KD to a 5.0 KD. Like, we're not surprised by that anymore. His skill has significantly improved. Now, JoJo. Yeah, I, uh, I remember. Maybe the last one. a kill has uh, he's increased by one kill in about a year, almost a year of taking our classes. Well, I remember the last one that I took part of. It was the snipers and scouts, and you spent the whole hour talking back and forth with JoJo about like two perks, because that's all she got out of it. Yeah, because her, her main thing was scouts are the only thing and the only weapon to use, which, don't get me wrong, a good scout is perfect. Oh, yeah. Given the situation and the map you're in. Yeah. Because you're not going to take a scout into a small map, let's say, like, Asylum or Anomaly. No, you're not. Not really. Not majority of the You time. can if you try to post up farther back, but if you're going to be rushing, like... She she was trying to say that she is a close quarter combat player. Scouts don't work well in close quarters. Scouts don't work. It's Not auto right. rifles, hand cannons, shotguns, even some side rifles, fusion rifles. Yeah. And she didn't want to have any of that. She just wanted to stick to her gameplay, not adjust to the map or anything like that, and just continue on. But when are you gonna improve if you want to stay in your same ways? There's just no way you improve. Yeah. There's no way. And that's the big thing but that I would put across anyone listening to the podcast is try your hardest to take what we have done because it's all from personal experience and the numbers we've put in and tested and mm -hmm. try it yourself and mm -hmm. see what fits best for you. Don't... Just don't remember, when you get a hand cannon... Aim and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one's going out of Bacardi. That shit was hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. Point and shoot. Yeah, don't point don't and look shoot. down on yourself because you're doing bad. We've all done bad. You heard that here already at the start. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I've, been in a, I've been in a funk this whole, like, two weeks. I know. And I'll have, like, off. Evil Vixen and, and Beantown tell me, like, no, like, the hell are you talking about? Like, you're not, I'm like... I'm used to getting high KDs, even though my KD right now on my characters are like 1.3 to like 1.1, depending. Right. But that's just, I was a terrible player at first. Oh, yeah. I was around like 6, like a point two, a 0.3. So, like, like those deaths racked up. So it's hard to Take those get that up to like maybe a 2.0 of, of where, it where you know, it should be right now. But yeah. Wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a whole year so, like, like that. It's hard to come back from. Yeah, it is. 
See, and then that's why, you know, we don't, we're not going to specify too much on stats when it comes to recruitment. As long yeah, as cause in the beginning, we're see, all going to be in the same boat, honestly. Yeah. As long as we see improvement, if you're taking our classes, as long as we see improvement, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay with us. Right. Now, you If still we don't about see improvement by, like, months, you know, then Mas that's Alicia. the story. Yeah. Now you still talking about yeah, it's going to, like, so division. we're still going to be holding those, right? Oh, definitely, we are. Because yeah. it's not like we try to improve ourselves, like Oak or myself or Wads, and, you know, trying to improve our PvP game and, you know, say, okay, well, we're good, you know, it's up to you guys to whatever you guys want to do. We want to improve the group. We want to be able to go in there and everybody still have fun and, you know, get those high KDs, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we always do challenge each other. Okay, you know what? Okay, you got point two. I mean, you got 1.2. Okay. Next thing you know, somebody else goes 1.8. And then the other one goes 1.9. And then people just start, you know, competing with each other, which is fun. Yeah, like the one oh, yeah, ones we all had the other day. Challenge each other. So what weapons are we running? Uh, double snipers? All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So, all right. So if anyone outside the clan wanted to take part in the classes, could they? Or is that something uh, still... Definitely. Out? We're not going to... Uh, the thing is, we don't want to keep it to like, oh no, you know, it's uh, our group based only, which our priority would be our base our, um, clan. Right. Like, if we got a certain amount of spots and they're already taken by our group, yeah, we'll definitely keep it to our group only. Right. But uh, if, let's say we have one spot or, or two spots open and then let's say somebody... Like, you know, from another group or like, you know, people that we know, like, um, Sai that would, like, would want to try to join in on it, definitely will let them join in because, you know, we are trying to help some, we're trying to help, like, the community yeah. as well, as well as our, our group base, you know, and um, I don't know if Oak might have a different idea, but, you know. Well, I mean, it sounds like. That was kind idea. of, you know, I mean, as long. My thing was, as long as they're, like, on our friends list, you know, yeah, they want to join in on it, you know, that's cool, but if it's, like, a friend of a friend, uh, I mean, then that would be kind of a little bit yeah, on the side. At the moment, yeah. probably nah. not a good idea. You never yeah. Come on, we do, we do joke around where we're playing with people and let everybody, let them know that we're teaching classes that you should join. Yeah. That means, <laughs> boy, you suck. <laughs> yeah. But... But yeah, that that goes to the like the vision I want like for Subag Nation in the future. Easily easiest way for me to put it is I want to have quality players by say mid D two to when we're getting like a third or maybe maybe a third DLC for it whenever it's announced. I want to have our players a big group of our players skill based around like this Oblivion top players from Solar Syndicate right. not douchebags like them but, but people willing to help you know their group the community yes. spread the knowledge being dicks being dicks to the dick level that we all are but knowing the fact that dude I'm playing I'll be mad yeah <laughs> I don't want to be saying that I, I don't need to be saying that like no if you're my friend, you, you gotta already understand that. Yeah, we're, we're dick. Yeah. 
Yeah. Alright. I don't need to be over here like, yeah, you know, you gotta know I'm a dick. <laughs> that is probably the motto of Subag at the moment. Dropping bags <laughs> and being dicks. It just comes with Pretty it. much. Basically. Yeah, and you know, and it's like how we're saying, we want quality over quantity, and we definitely have that right now. We have, you know, if Evil, who's on here, who's part of our group now, which is, she's an awesome player, too. Um, we got so. Beantown, who is fun to have in, a, in the lobby as well, and he's also really great, too. Yes, and then um, we got Autumn, who, actually, Autumn, I recruited when we were in, when we were in Betro, he was playing by himself, actually. He was another group, and we brought him into the party. We were just playing, and then he actually wanted to join the group we were in because he was having fun with us playing. We played with him for, like, 15 matches or more. Yeah. And that's when he decided to join up. So the fact that he decided to follow us later on when we went back to Zubag goes to show that, you know, he has fun playing with us as a group. Yeah. Yep, yep. That kind of wraps everything up that I had. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we close up? Mm, no, I, I think we're pretty much good right now. Uh, yeah, um, that's about everything that I had thought of, too. Yeah. All right, well, sounds like we're done with this episode. So. All right, well... That'll do it for us. Again, we are your hosts, Oakliff Makes Eleven, Thick Ego, and Watts TV. Till next time, you beautiful baggers. Bag on. <laughs>